0: This is Israeli Technology Founders Speak, a podcast of conversations with successful Israeli high-tech and biotech entrepreneurs, with your host, Avraham Hermon. Tanya Tias is the founder and CEO of Medint, a medical technology startup that is using AI and human experts to create a database to help doctors quickly make decisions based on the latest medical information. Avraham sat down with Tanya to discuss how she came up with the idea for Medint, the challenges in building a team and expanding her team, getting investors, expanding their reach, Tips for startup founders, and much more. This podcast is a creation of J.M.B. Davis Ben David, an intellectual property law firm serving clients around the world. You have great innovations. We keep them safe. It's not enough to just have a great startup idea or innovation. If you don't legally protect your innovations, products, and brand, anyone can claim them as their own. We keep your great innovation secure. Learn more by going to jmbdavis.com. That's J-M-B-D-A-V-I-S dot
1: I'm sitting here with Tanya Tias, the CEO of Medint, one of the founders. So tell me what problem does Medint solve?
2: To describe the problem in the most concrete way, I would say every second there is one more medical article that is published somewhere in the world. It's just unbelievable let's try to count how many more articles will be published until the end of our session. Let's say something like 25 minutes. So more than 1,000 new articles about novel treatments, about solutions for side effects, about new devices, case reports, and more and more medical experience in the medical science.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So you're saying 1, in a 1,000 in around a half an hour's time.
2: Right, right. In comparison to Imagine a moment where your physician in the hospital needs to make a decision. He will use something like 2% of all available knowledge in the world. So this gap Medin tries to close. The gap between unbelievable amounts of data outside in the world in many languages and this specific moment where a clinician, an expert, or a researcher inside a pharmaceutical company has to make the right decision the right informed decision. So we enable them available data and concrete insights based on their questions and dilemmas.
1: Um, I'm still a little bit blown away by the amount of medical information that is constantly being released and being published. So what you're doing essentially is making that new information available to decision makers in the medical field.
2: Decision makers inside hospitals, decision makers inside biomed companies, pharmaceutical companies, decision making for doctors in private clinics and hospitals in New York, Singapore, Boston, Canada, Israel, and we work also in Africa.
1: Mm-hmm. So tell me how the idea was born.
2: So my experience is from the Israeli intelligence, from the IDF. I have been an officer for four years here in Israel, and then I moved to live to it, uh, and then I moved to live in Singapore. I worked in Singapore for a high tech company as a VP product and then as a VP business development. Mm-hmm. And I had the best career ever, best career I, I could imagine. And one day my husband was diagnosed with a complicated condition, chronic condition. He's okay. And he's my husband and we have two kids now. So everything is great. Okay, good. But at that moment, I was 26 and I personally experienced the lacuna in the medical field in comparison to high tech and to cybersecurity and to all technologies arena where we have all the data all technology and methodology to to deal with data and to make smart informed decision imagine that in the hospital doctors just said okay we will try this treatment maybe we will try another one we will see what happens and then we will change it it's not based on data it wasn't so accurate just like in high tech so i decided to make it my life's mission and to create MedInt. So we left Singapore, we came back to Israel to our families and I started the company.
1: Okay, so tell us a little bit about how it works. How do you get this information to the doctors so quickly and get the most modern information, the most recently published information to doctors in real time?
2: So what we do is is totally different from the current medical arena and also different from the tech arena. We do everything twice, two times. We do it based on our research network and the network of MDs and PhDs. Let's say manually, human-based. And at the same time, in parallel, we do everything automatically based on AI systems. And all our systems are connected so the AI system is able to learn from the process that human researchers analyze data and make decisions which is totally different from other companies when they fine-tune their product, their AI product, only based on questions and answers. Mm-hmm. We're looking on the process, on the process of thinking of our researchers and MDs this, and also on the analytics process of the data.
1: That's very interesting. I guess a lot of people are familiar with AI in terms of chat GPT and the like, all sorts of programs that are out there. That give people answers quickly, and sometimes you get, you know, this sort of funny answer that doesn't seem to make sense. Or, you know, you think to yourself, "Where did you get this from?" But here, you're dealing with uh, life and death decisions, real data from from medical science that can impact a patient's uh, future. You mentioned that you moved from Singapore back to Israel, and uh, tell me a little about the connection between AI and Israel, and why you felt you had to be in Israel.
2: I would say that Israel, such a small country and such a young country, can't allow themselves to be not novel in technologies and high tech and AI. And we have so many brilliant brains from the army and our startup nation because of the army, because we get such amazing responsibility at such young ages. So as Israeli, I can say that it's unusually amazing place to get a great talent. And to, to be here and to have an ability to, to use very advanced technologies to meet people, to be able to call CEOs of other companies like in minutes and to schedule a meeting in within days in comparison to any other country that you can imagine. Imagine, let's say Boston or US, it would take months or maybe even more to get to some CEO or to, you know, catch a call with somebody that you want to to share your experience or to ask questions. In Israel, everything works very fast, very advanced. And, you know, we are all one country, one family, one community, which which is really, really amazing as I see it.
1: So you find a lot of people that are in your field are willing to help you out and to collaborate with you.
2: Yeah, when I started the company eight years ago, I had to hire six people like very, very quickly. so. I started from people that I knew from from my army unit from the intelligence field and it it actually worked great so you have an access to amazing minds here in Israel even they are so young they get their skills and their experience from the army and it it works it what makes us be such amazing startup nation
1: interesting does uh, Singapore have a have a draft and have a, I know that they have an army as well so did you come across that in Singapore?
2: Yeah, but it works differently there because of the culture as I see it. Like Singapore is an amazing place. I love Singapore, but the culture is different. Here in Israel we don't afraid to make mistakes. Like we try, yes. we, we we change all the time, we call people, we try again, we cooperate with people. Singaporean culture is a little bit different. It's an Asian country, like and and they will plan for a long period before they try something. But uh, I had an amazing experience living there.
1: You had mentioned that your technology involves using human experts as well as AI together to generate medical recommendation or medical advice. Now, is there hesitation to rely on AI for medical advice? And if so, how would you overcome this uh, sort of hesitation? Yeah,
2: sure. We call it hallucinations, okay? It's, It's actually very funny, like, People say AI has a lot of hallucinations. Sometimes the answers just doesn't make sense or sometimes it makes sense, but there was a small mistake that you will not even know that it's not concrete or not accurate. And where we are talking about health and death and life and medicine, we need to be very, very accurate with specific dilemma and specific case. So what we do is actually really, it's a novel model of fine tuning AI models, machine learning models. As I mentioned before, most of the companies in this arena train and fine-tune AI only based on answers and questions. A lot of data, a lot of examples of questions and answers. What we do, we are monitoring our researchers and a network of our MDs and PhDs dealing with those dilemmas and analyzing medical data manually. And we have an unbelievable dataset of more than eight years of such kind of analysis for real, for real problems, for real life medical problems. So based on this data set of the process, questions, answers, and the process, we train our AI, which enables us to be much more accurate. And our big dream is to become ChatGPT5678 for clinical questions.
1: So can you give me an example of how Medint has actually helped a patient, like a concrete example?
2: Okay, let's say, I have a lot of examples, but let's imagine a doctor treating a young patient, patient, let's say a baby, okay, with a, a complicated chronic disease, and this doctor has a dilemma between chemotherapy and radiation or surgery, or to try a novel treatment or a repurposed drug. This doctor will provide a question on our platform. It's a HIPAA compliance platform. He can ask, okay, I have this this baby patient. This is his genetics. This is his background, his location. Chemotherapy A didn't work. And my dilemma is between chemotherapy B and radiation and surgery. What is known currently? What is known to the science? What is known based on best uh, medical experts in our country? And within 24 hours currently, within 24 hours, we provide very accurate answer. It's a short answer, a few lines, mm, few sentences. Have that
1: much time to read too much, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like only the button lines and the de- end references, how we got this insight. And then if you want to read more, you can read all our research and to understand it's better and it saves time. It saves people lives. And many times we deal with novel information to help this doctor to make better decision and not to make a mistake, like not to try chemotherapy B because it could be mistaken based on information, based on data from different countries, different languages, but to go on surgery. And it, it's really critical moment and critical dilemma and critical decision. So we prefer to make such decisions based on a lot of data and not based on only what our doctors
1: know. Very interesting. Let's talk a little bit about patents and intellectual property, since uh, after all, I am a patent attorney. What role do patents and other intellectual property play in your business strategy?
2: Our biggest patent here is our data set that is created during the last eight years of how our Best researchers, best ec- experts from different countries that work for MedInt, how they deal with medical dilemmas, how they research medical information and clinical information, and what answers did they provide, plus the feedback they got from our clients, and plus what happened to the patient. Mm-hmm. There is no such data set somewhere else a- as I know. And based on this very accurate data, it's so accurate because Human beings, actual doctors and researchers dealt with information Mm -hmm. and got to the answers. It's not based on AI or something, but based on this data set, which is built based on intelligence methodology of how to research data. It's a very structured methodology. You have for for each research, you have a concrete plan how to research for data. Mm -hmm. So it's a structured data, a structured data set of at least tens of thousands of different medical dilemmas and issues that we got from real world and we dealt with. Mm -hmm. And based on this data, we train AI. This is a novel approach and it's something very special that enables us to get much more accurate answers in the medical field, especially when we deal with complicated medical conditions, not the basic protocol. It's not how to treat, you know, cancer in general, but how to treat this patient with this genetics and a mm-hmm. specific history.
1: Interesting. So very personalized type of information. Yeah. So you had mentioned that uh, when you started, you looked to your former IDF colleagues for uh, assistance and assembling a team. Can you talk about your team today and what sort of staff you have on hand?
2: I think it's challenging because meeting combines two different arenas the medical arena and the tech arena AI and data ecosystem those two ecosystems the medical and the tech does not communicate so well like doctors a typical doctor will say would say to the developer like you don't understand in medicine and the best developer will say to the doctor you don't understand in AI so maybe this AI can replace you one day and the challenge is to locating and to hire the right people to be able to communicate well in a very direct way in order to combine those arenas of medicine and high tech and to Mm -hmm. be able to create something new it's a new language what we're creating here
1: because very few people are going to be experts in high tech and also experts in medicine at the same time right so you need to have communication between the two different types of people
2: Right, and I have to hire the best managers who will be able to communicate with both sides, very different culture, very different experience and different people, and to be able to create something good together in order to to fulfill our mission, to close the gap between unbelievable amounts of data and the moment when a doctor needs to make a medical decision.
1: Can you address a little bit what sort of investment you have?
2: We raised uh, up-to-date uh, $5 million from mm-hmm. Angel's. Uh, we're currently raising a round, mm-hmm. and I will not disclose more information okay. this time.
1: Thanks for that. So I see that you have collaborations with uh, large multinational companies and also health ministries worldwide, including in Singapore. Now I understand the Singapore connection. How does a small Israeli startup manage to collaborate with these large organizations?
2: So. It's a big challenge, first of all about because of the culture, and second of all because of small companies or small startups don't have enough enough staff, enough team to be able to deal with huge corporations. But when I founded MedIn, I built an infrastructure that enables us to hire more people very fast and to train them internationally. I built a network actually of MDs, PhDs and researchers that we're able to hire remotely and we can teach them and train them remotely. And the best example of that is the COVID-19 where we we had to double our team five times within one month. So we hired five times more, more people from different countries and successfully were able to, to provide our p- product in six more countries within only one month. Wow. So, if you have such infrastructure and such a plan from the very beginning, from day one, how to scale up? It works, but it's very, very challenging.
1: Mm-hmm. You had mentioned uh, your investment. What's your thought about investing today in AI? Are are investors hesitant in general to invest in the AI field?
2: I would not say so, but I would say that maybe let's divide investors and visas into two: investors that love this hype of AI and look to invest only in AI fields. And the other group that more carefully wants to recheck if it's only in hype and only, you know, just like crypto. And maybe it will, maybe in one year it will be different. Maybe it's not a real AI, maybe it not works so good as we just spoke about hallucinations and a lot of non-correct data that we get from GPT and other other platforms. But most of the investors are looking to for joining this this big big uh, innovation of AI and machine learning.
1: Now if you had to give a tip to founders who are just starting with their new idea or a company today, what would you
0: tell them?
2: I would tell first of all, to choose the challenge, the problem really well and to deal only with huge problems like problems that it's worst to fall for. Like even if Medent will not succeed, I know that we created impact. Because we're dealing with such a huge problem. It's not one more feature, it's not to to improve something, it's to create a new reality. A totally new reality where doctors are able to ask a concrete medical question based on his their patient situation, and to get accurate answer. It's a new reality. So first of all, dealing with huge, huge problems to create the real impact. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I think that the real secret here is to try fast, to change fast. Like not afraid to fall. Make a plan. Try it very fast, as fast and as cheap as possible to make as many mistakes as you can earlier. When I started Mandiant, I hired six people from the very beginning and started to provide services, not product, just to check the market needs and to check how people are willing to pay for, and to check my ideal platform or product. Like if you can check it and try it from the very beginning, just do it. And then maximum you can you can change something, you can change the plan, you can build business model, you can change a little bit your product, but. At, at the end of the day, if you try enough, you will succeed. Just not be afraid of trying as much as you can.
1: Now, where do you see MedInt in about a year from now, or let's say five years from now?
2: One year from now, I would say we'll have big hospitals in New York and Boston using our platform, doctors that provide us medical dilemmas and get answers within hours, then within minutes. And in five years, I would say, each and every doctor in each country will be able to ask a medical question through style chat GPT, five ten I don't know, but to ask a concrete clinical question to get an answer. And in the next future, each and every patient and each and every human being will be able to ask a concrete question and to get accurate answer.
1: Okay, that sounds great. So this is an amazing story. I'm happy that I got the opportunity to discuss this with you. And hopefully our listeners will enjoy as well. So thank you very much, Tanya, for taking the time and for sitting down with me and discussing your company and wishing you lots of success. And hopefully we'll see these goals in one year year and five years and down the road come true.
2: Thank you so much.
0: That was Tanya Atias, the founder and CEO of Medint. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There are many more to come. Do you have a great innovation or startup idea? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by going to our website, jmbdavis.davis.com, And if you go to jmbdavis.com forward slash startup, you'll see we have a special site specifically made for startups, to help startups protect their innovations. Please be in touch with us and find out how we can help you. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode.